Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome everybody to another episode of As Told by Nomads, and today's episode is with Eli David. Eli David runs a blog and podcast called Become Nomad, and is also the co-founder of a startup ecosystem map at Startup Blink. His blog and projects have been featured by CNN, Forbes, and Business Insider, and Eli has an interesting story. This guy moves every two months. He moves every two months. I don't know how he does it, but he's on a mission to show you just exactly why the nomadic lifestyle is something that we can incorporate into our life. Um, Welcome to the show. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure. (laughs) Well, pleasure's mine. And the most fascinating thing about you is is this moving every two months. You know, you've lived in more than 30 countries now. You've traveled to up to 60 plus countries. But until 2010, you were in a stable relationship. You maintain the cat, and you're a rising star in your accountant firm. What happened, Eli? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, the cat is still uh, around, by the way. I gave it to a friend of mine, and uh, yeah, the cat is, uh, is live and doing well. Uh, what happened? What happened? That's a very, very good question. It was a long time ago, Tayo. So I remember that in the first times that I talked about it, 2012, 2013, it was very, very much in the flow. But now I can't even remember this story so much, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, the short version is that, um, let's say I was, I was an accountant and I didn't really enjoy my daily routine of going on the bus every day, going to the company, working as an accountant, going back home. Uh, and then when things started falling apart a little bit, it was the recession time and they uh, got fired for the first time and so on. And then uh, my relationship kind of broke. I kind of... Um, took the opportunity to do a very major change in my life that I wanted to do, but I never believed that I could do. And I guess this is one of the major lessons out there is that uh, when people are talking to me about this lifestyle and they're afraid to do it and they say, I have too many circumstances that don't allow it. 
I always tell people, well, you know, you kind of, uh, you kind of can do it later in a way. You can uh, uh, wait until the life circumstances are giving you the uh, the ability to, you know, to kind of pursue your dreams. You don't have to go for it straight. Like uh, life has a strange thing about giving you the gifts of uh, freedom when you least expect it. So that's basically what happened. It was an alignment of consequences that uh, happened in a dream that I had in mind a few years before, and uh, all of it together kind of made it happen. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's a very important story. And so when you decided to move and start to just make that decision, I'm going to travel, did you know early on that you were going to be traveling every two months, or did you start off slowly and then you changed your mind as you started to travel? I didn't know anything. When I started, I just had in mind the image of a nomadic lifestyle. I didn't really know what it means. By the way, it was 2010, so there wasn't that much material about it as well. Like It was very, uh, let's say, uh, I, I remember I didn't even know the concept of a digital nomad. I didn't really understand how to do it. So it was kind of a trial and error. I actually started changing locations every day. Uh, I had the stupid rule, I, I really regret it now, but I had to learn the hard way of uh, a nomadic life that has to, it was ultra nomadic as I called it, and the, the idea was that I can't stay in the same place more than one night, which was a very, very incredibly interesting experiment. Uh, Why did you want to yeah. do that though? I'm curious, what, what, what was that idea? Because you, you said you just left this job, and then the first thing that came to mind was you just wanted to travel. So then why did you then make it even more like I'm going to make sure I don't stay in, in a place longer than one month? I'm just curious about the mindset that you had then. That was actually one day, but the mindset was very, very clear. It was, I don't really know what it means to... The, the idea is as following. Once we jump into it, uh, and since I had no models of inspiration, I had to build it myself. And building a lifestyle is not easy, especially when you don't have a lot of information. So for me, it made sense back in the time that if you really want to live a nomadic lifestyle, you kind of have to switch locations every day. Uh, like that's the rule of nomadic lifestyle. It, it also came from a book that I read about uh, one of the encounters of Buddha with someone that changed locations every day. And then I didn't really like the book and the story of Buddha is interesting, but didn't really... Uh, didn't really inspire me, but this guy in the book actually was the one that inspired me. And he said something like, I never sleep in, uh, in the same place every day. So I just said, okay, this probably is how it should be like. And needless to say that after doing it for one month, and I remember doing it for one month, you really get burned out. Uh, you can't, you're, you're more or less a zombie. But what I'm trying to say is that, um, I am actually proud of this. I'll tell you why I'm proud of this, because I'm basically slowly and uh, try to customize my own lifestyle. Instead of, instead of, even though it means doing horrible mistakes and being a zombie for a month and, and so on and so on, but the idea was, hey, let's, let's try to follow my intuition, try to figure out what is the best way of doing it, and then fix it as I move. And that was the initial idea, a really bad idea, but then again, an idea is better than not doing anything. So it was a rocky start, but then, you know, slowly I changed the lifestyle into long, uh, longer stays and slow travel. So Yeah, longer, longer stays and slow travel. Okay, so tell me what you've learned from all your experiences. I mean, what's been the most interesting thing you've learned about yourself while you've traveled? 
Yeah, you try, you, you, you learn all the time. That's the nicest thing about this lifestyle is that basically it allows you to um, kind of figure out who you are. Because, you know, in the regular lifestyle, when we have the, maybe the nine to five or whatever we have, uh, there are a lot of things that are certain that keeps on happening every day. So you're not really feeling challenged by new stuff, let's say. And uh, this lifestyle keeps on throwing surprises at you. And I think one of the things that I learned is that those surprises actually teach you about yourself. So when, when life keeps on surprising you and you get out of your comfort zone, that's where you actually get to know yourself. Because when you're in your, your comfort zone, there is no knowing process. You already know who you are. You're in the comfort zone. So right, right. I think that this, this lifestyle is like, a, for me, it's kind of a psychologist in a way. You know, instead of going to a psychologist, I just travel and then I figure out stuff about myself <laughs> as I move. Uh, no, I love that you said that. Because me and my business partner, we have a company um, that this actually came out of this podcast. And we go into different environments to, to really talk about the best way to connect across cultures. And sometimes, she's from Colombia. She's, uh, she's an immigrant from Colombia. She's an American Colombian. And when we go into these companies to talk about how to get all these different people to connect, we're always like, man, that felt like a therapy session. We, we, we really got different sides to come together and really see the common goal. And when you said it, it's like therapy for yourself, I was like, yeah, that's the same thing that happens when you expose yourself to different environments. You start to realize that, yes, there's a common goal that everybody wants to be happy, but there's a different path to that. Um, and so, yeah, no, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. It's, it's uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, and I advise people sometimes that when they're in a low point of their life and they need a change, um, I advise them to go traveling because I think this is, this is an amazing experience to actually, you know, get to know yourself, get out of your comfort zone and kind of figure out what what's going on in a way. So, uh, yeah, I, t- I totally think there are amazing opportunities in this lifestyle and knowing yourselves as well and kind of figuring out, you know, who you are, what do you want from life, what keeps you ticking. So, uh, yeah. definitely, I think that that's, that's, a good, uh, that's a good way to do it. Okay, okay. Thank, um, what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, this is what I was going to say. One of my favorite things is connecting, right? So you, I'm always interested in people like yourself who move around a lot and you find yourself in different environments, different languages, different foods. What is the first thing you do when you go to a new environment and you're trying to make sure you connect with the locals? What do you do? Uh, basically, because I work a lot and I work on two projects currently, it's, it's, uh, it's important to say I'm not really traveling. For me, if someone's saying to me, hey, you're traveling a lot, and that's amazing, I tell them, hey, I'm not traveling, I'm, I'm trying to settle down from day one. And that's, that's like a sentence that I always use, settling down from day one. Uh, so it's not like you're going to a place like, you know, in my backpacking trip that uh, I was going to a place trying to explore it and so on and so on. For me, it's like, how do I feel at home from day one? That's basically the focus. And I think it's interesting to see that when you are trying to feel at home, that means that you're trying to be a, a, a local as soon as possible. That's the best way to immerse into a culture instead of, you know, just saying, hey, I'm going to explore it and this is so amazing and I'm seeing a new place and so on and so on. When you play a different game of, uh, hey, I'm a local, I'm just like those guys and I'm, I have the weekends off just like them and I'm working like crazy during the week just like them. Uh, it gives you other opportunities of connecting with people that I think that if you have the touristic mindset, 
it's more difficult in a way. I don't know if it makes sense. But, uh, no, so, so you're saying apply the mindset of a, of a local. And if you're a local, that means going to the, you know, the local grocery stores or the, or I don't know, any restaurant and not just trying to look for resorts. You're saying, hey, I want to get to know what this country's about. And I'm going to ask you as a local, can you tell me what the things are that you would do on a normal day? And I just want to adopt that mindset because I feel like I'm at home already. So just take me into your world. Exactly. Instead of, let's say, instead of looking at a place and saying, uh, that's so amazing, the, the, the other game is like, hey, I want to be like you. And the minute that you're playing this game, you know, like settling down as soon as you can and, and assimilating, uh, doing the same actions that a local would do, the, a local that is working during the week and is off on weekends, I think you can understand the culture a lot better. Uh, you mentioned Colombia. I was just in, uh, I was just in Colombia for six months, actually. Uh, I came back uh, about a month and a half ago. And uh, I use the opportunity. One of the things that I really enjoy doing while I'm in a country is writing notes, like the things that I find most surprising about the country. And in Colombia, I was so inspired by this country. I wrote notes of about, I actually wrote an article of about 2,000 words about it. I contacted the Colombia's biggest magazine, Semana, and they published it. And oh, it wow. created, yeah, it created a huge mess. I, I saw the Facebook post. It had about 5,000 shares and so on. It was totally crazy. The vice president said that everyone should read it and so on. Look but at you, man. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I got some death threats as well. But uh, because I was very, very honest with my, like, yeah, all the bad threats, things yeah. and all the good things as well. But it was hilarious and it was a great experiment. But the thing is that I think that I reach a certain level of insights because instead of just, you know, um, kind of saying, hey, I'm a tourist, I'm trying to kind of experience the country. In my case, I'm trying to understand the country. And uh, some, someone said that this looks like my article looks like a thesis in, 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 uh, uh, in uh, soci sociology that is basically like going all the way and trying to really figure out the mindset of a people. And I'm obsessed about it. I really like the part of uh, really trying to figure out what's going on, you know, instead of just being amazed by nature and so on, going a little bit deeper and trying to really figure out what is happening. Why are people they are, uh, the way they are? Why are they thinking the way they are? What happened in the history that changed the way that they think? And I think that we, as you know, as long-term travelers, we owe it to ourselves to get out of the mindset of just looking and being impressed and also going a little bit deeper and trying to understand what's going on. And by the way, Taya, one of the nice things that I noticed is that countries are very, very similar after some time. People, uh, although they, they, uh, they don't really have the same culture and so on and so on, there are many, many threads that are identical. Uh, some of the problems are identical as well. And you see it uh, repeat itself in, in various versions. And it's fascinating for me. So I, I really like this stuff of, of, you know, going deeper, analyzing, trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. No. And this comes from you taking notes. It, it, it's, so, it's so funny. I, I grew up because I moved around because of my dad as a diplomat. But one of the things that he did was what you were saying. He would observe his environment whenever we go to a new country take notes and sort of see those trends and see behaviors, what makes people smile, what makes people frown. And I always tell people to do that because I, I also do that everywhere I go, even if I go to a new state here in the United States. But there's something magical that happens when you just start to read what you've written and like, oh my goodness, 
some simple gesture like this goes a long way. Or if I go to a French-speaking country and I even practice saying a few words of hello, that softens them and allows them to want, to feel like I'm connected to them. Or if I try a food and say, hey, what's the best food that you, you're known for? And they're like, yes, you want to know? People, tourists usually ask for burgers when they come here. And they're like, yo, you're one of us. So just things like that. I just take note of all those things and things that causes, uh, cause people to, to frown, get angry, smile, or bring people together. And I think that goes a long way. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm exactly the same with this. Yeah, wow, wow. That's, uh, that's incredible. So talk about your, your uh, stories. You, you've got uh, two platforms that you run, right? You've got Become Nomad, and you, you've got this ecosystem that you're a co-founder of. Can you let us know what you're trying Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Trying to do it both. Yeah, sure. So Become Nomad is a nomadic lifestyle blog. I took a different path in the blog. It's one of the most boring blogs we're ever going to encounter because I'm not speaking a lot about myself. It's actually a blog and a podcast as well, but I'm only diving into general uh, themes in the nomadic lifestyle. For example, minimalism, uh, how to make money as a nomad, in which age should you start being a nomad, and so on and so on. So Become Nomad is a very interesting, let's say, experiment of trying to really put the lifestyle in the center instead of my travels. Because, you know, what I told you before, my travels are pretty boring. I work all week, so it's not going to, I can't really, I'm not a big Instagram, Instagram star and so on. So all I have is analyzing basically the issues that influence us as nomads. So that's, that's basically the idea. And it's a really fun project. What I'm doing usually in Become Nomad, because it's not a main project and it's something that I do as a hobby, every time I encounter a problem, I really go deep in Become Nomad and try to analyze it. For example, one of the things that happened to me is that once I had a big problem in the, in a border, uh, I don't remember which country it was, but I got deported. It was about five years ago. And then I really researched the subject of um, how do you uh, safely cross borders between countries without having problems. So every time I, uh, once I skipped the bus and I wrote an article about what to do in, on long, long, uh, many, many hours long uh, uh, rides on buses. So every time I kind of fail in my lifestyle, I have the habit of going and kind of analyzing the topic and then putting it on the blog as well and on the podcast. So it's pretty, it's a pretty fun project and I'm really, really enjoying it. I recommend everyone to have a blog. Uh, the only thing I would recommend is also 
to kind of try to have a unique vo voice, for example, you know, some, something that no one else does. And then you can be the best, uh, the best in it in the world, because if nobody else does it or took this, this specific angle, then it makes a lot of sense. So I know that, you know, a lot of, of your listeners tired are probably thinking about starting blogs and so on and so on. But the idea is I would only start a blog after or, you know, after I have some kind of a different angle, something special that you want to tell the world in a special angle. Um, other, other than that, it's not going to be sustainable. It's just going to, um, you know, die out uh, at some point. And uh, the other project is startuplink.com. It's basically a global startup ecosystem app. We started this about four years ago, and uh, yeah, we have tens of thousands of startups registered on the map, more than 1,000 co-working spaces, hundreds of accelerator. And the project, uh, we maintain it with the help of an American company called ANSYS, uh, which is our partner for this project. And basically, it's one of the biggest directories out there for startup ecosystems. We're also now doing some kind of a ranking of uh, startup ecosystems. If you go to startuplink.com, you have this huge table that actually tells you where each country and city ranks according to their startup ecosystem strength. And I think that this is something that digital nomads should take into consideration. Because if you're going to a place that has a lot of startup activity, you're gonna be totally inspired. There are gonna be lots of meetups, uh, high quality people that are trying to reach places and are trying to build really, really cool stuff. So I recommend that, uh, you know, one of the factors that we should check as we switch between locations is how does it influence our own career and our own personal growth and career growth. So I think that going to a place that has a buzzing startup ecosystem makes a lot of sense for us in general. Yeah. Wow. Now, there's so much to unpack there, right? So I want to start with Become Nomad and we go to start Blink. The, the mm -hmm. thing that you said that I really love is you said everyone should have a blog. I believe everyone should have their own website or their, their own um, creative outlet, whether it's the domain name.com or something related to that. But you said don't start it unless you have a unique voice. And now someone's listening to you, Eli, saying, well, that's easy to say, Eli. You have a unique voice. How can, how can I find my unique voice? What would you say <laughs> about that? Yeah, well, I'll give you an example. When I started Become Nomad, I said to myself, okay, um, another travel blog this is what the world needs and then i said probably not but uh, what do i care about and then i actually said you know what i care about how to live this lifestyle efficiently like tackle subjects that are relevant but without talking all the time about me i did a quick check most of like those sites nearly don't exist and then i said okay here is something that is unique and doesn't really exist so go for it. And the idea is that I think everyone should have, or everyone has a, let me rephrase it. Every one of us is the best in the world in something. I'm 100% sure because the world is so um, varied. There are so many possibilities here that uh, you can't really allow yourself not to be the best in the world in something. And what I'm saying is that once you figure out this thing, then go for it. And then you're going to give a different angle. It, it can be something that already exists, but you you read them. Let's say you read the articles there and you say, that's really low quality. I can do a lot better job than this one. Then you go for it. And the idea is that it has to do also what I told you before with my stupid story of, you know, changing places every day. It also has to do with trial and error. When I started Become Nomad, I actually started it as a regular travel blog. And then slowly, as you know, 
uh, as, as I put it out there, uh, I kind of noticed that the things that get most traction were the general stuff about what are the advantages of nomadic lifestyle, what are the disadvantages of nomadic lifestyle, and so on and so on. So the idea is that your unique voice, you, it's good that you kind of know what it is, but the only way to really know what it is, is to throw it out there and make it touch the people, the market, get their feedback. Because you're never going to know until people tell you, hey, this is great. Or they either ignore it. And then you know that maybe it's not so great. So I know it's a little bit confusing and life is confusing, but the idea is that the unique voice is something that you love doing and that also helps other people and you're getting feedback about it, that it helps other people and and become nomad I pivoted from a regular travel blog to something that, okay, this is special. And the idea is again, and I say it again because it's really, really important. I think that this is a painful point for most of us. We think too much, you know, about what is my unique voice. What you, you're never going to know if you're not going to start with a voice. It doesn't have to be unique. Yeah. Start with a voice, see how people feel about the voice, and then make it unique. Yeah, no. And what I'm gathering from what you're saying is start, you know, start with the voice that you have already, and then always test out what your content is or what it is that you're producing. Like, you see if there's actually market feedback. But Whatever you start, start with the voice you have and your voice will evolve. I mean, you started off, you said, just another travel blog and you're like, oh my goodness, there are other things I care about within travel and no one talks about that. And then you can go on for that. Um, I can even say the same with the podcast, right? You know, I started the podcast with the, the big goal of connecting people across cultures, but telling people that they can embrace a global mindset. Now, I could have said what you said. Well, there are many other people that found themselves as uh, TCKs. They grew up in different parts of the world, but no one was starting that. So I said, I'm just going to bring all the people together from different parts of the world and have them share their opinions on what it's like to actually be global leaders. And then as I continued to develop my voice there, it became, I realized that I could speak more, I could do more videos, I could consult and, you know, it evolved. But that would not have happened if I didn't start at all. And so I think the, the most important thing that we can, if we can hear from your story is that start with a voice, always test out to see if it, it, it validate it's validating the market and continue to to be as authentic as you are because if you try and live someone else's story you're going to get burnt out and it's not going to be sustainable definitely and if you plan too much you're also not going to reach anywhere you know like uh, albert einstein was not albert einstein when where when he started you know doing his physics career and so on michael jordan when he started as a young kid, he wasn't the best basketball player in, in the world, but he started playing, you know. So the idea is you need to start. It's going to be embarrassing. Nobody's going to remember it because no one, nobody cares in the beginning. You're going to build yourself up into something great if you just start and constantly think about improving and finding your unique voice, like you said. So the idea is you don't have to be perfect when you start. You can be a total mess. Just start, and then yeah. things are going to figure out. Absolutely. Now, let's talk about the second part of that question, uh, the startup link. I mean, that is fascinating to me. You're telling me that you are able to, to rank these ecosystems? And I don't know what Israel ranks, but I think Israel ranks pretty high, right, on the startup ecosystems, the amount of startup activity going on in, in the country. But you believe that if nomads um, are able to find out where a lot of activity is generated around startups uh, that can actually create more interaction and make them feel more inspired 
Definitely. Israel, by the way, ranks fourth, which is very, very high. Uh, so it's a pretty amazing country. Actually, a lot of things are happening here. N no one can beat the United States. It ranks first and in top, top uh, like uh, margins. Uh, if you go to startuplink.com, you're going to see the huge table there of all the countries and cities in the world. But yeah, definitely. I think digital nomads, okay, l let me rephrase it. Some digital nomads don't have to do it. If you're a digital nomad that is kind of relaxed, you know, taking it easy, working on your own project and, and not trying to change the world, you don't really have to do it. And by the way, this is absolutely great. Like if you're, if you found your balance in, in a way that doesn't have to do with startups, feel proud of it. Everyone should have their own relaxed lifestyle if they wish to. Um, so it depends. But if you're trying to build something and um, you're in the mindset of building something really amazing, then it makes a lot of sense to build it in a hub and not in a place that doesn't have a lot of uh, startup activity. No, 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 no. That makes a lot of sense to me. So um, now you said you have a partner in the U.S. How can people join? What, what's the path to success yet? People just go to your website and then they sign up for something or... How do you yeah, call to it? You can, you can go to startuplink.com. Basically, you have a button there, add the startup button, and uh, you just add your project, and uh, it's totally free. Um, one of the things that are there as well, by the way, Ty, are co-working places and accelerators that might also be relevant for digital nomads, you know, especially one of the biggest findings I had as a digital nomad is that I love co-working spaces. You know, they can get noisy and a big mess, but it's much much better than working at home it's one more way of immersing uh, in a culture so uh definitely uh, this map is basically i think you know what we do and the projects that are more most fun to do are the projects that are uh, scratching our own itch so in a way, become nomad is scratching my itch because every time I have a big difficulty in my nomadic lifestyle, I write about it and I'm trying to analyze the topic where I have difficulty. Startup Link is the same. I had this itch of trying to figure out where are the places that I can go to that have good startup ecosystem and um, and, and where are the, the places that have most co-working spaces and so on and so on. And it allows me to do it. So it's kind of fun to work on projects that actually connect to your lifestyle as well. And this is something that uh, it's not a must, but if you can do it and if you can work on a passion project that actually helps you and you actually use it, then it makes sense a little bit more than working on regular projects. Uh, this is incredible. I, lo I love those two things. You know, love Become Nomad. And, uh, and what you're doing with startup, uh, you know, creating the startup ecosystem, because I think it's so important. I think the more we move into the, you know, 21st century, we're going to find a lot of people are more freelancers and entrepreneurs than they're actually um, nine to fivers. And so you creating this ecosystem allows for a community of people, of, of potential like-minded people who can actually make an impact in the world. So um, once again, I commend you on your efforts for doing that. Um, Thanks. Where can people find out those two websites? What are the websites for those two? So you have becomenomad.com and uh, that's the blog and the podcast. And you have Startup Blink with a B uh, where you can take a look at the map and uh, filter by industries, locations, and also have a look at the rankings of all the cities and, uh, and countries. And yeah, basically it would be great to get feedback if someone uh, sees one of those projects and has any suggestions or ideas you can there is a feedback uh, button on both and you can send an email i would love to hear from awesome awesome well i'll make sure i put that in the show notes um but before we go 
This is the question I ask all my guests. <laughs> it is the mission statement of my podcast, Use Your Difference to Make a Difference, right? So I want to know how you, Eli, are using your difference to make a difference. Well, that's a good one. That's, uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, I think all of us are making a difference, you know, just by, by being here, uh, in a way. Uh, I'm trying to be happy. I'm trying to figure out what is it that I want to do and what is it that makes me happy and makes me tick. And I guess that if I'm going to find out and I'm on well on the path of finding out, it's, uh, I guess you never really find out, but you're always on the path, then you're making a difference while finding out. So the idea is once you're moving, you're making a difference uh, instead of staying in the same, in the same place. And I think this is one of the biggest lessons of this lifestyle. You know, if you want to make a difference in your life and in the lives of others, and uh, moving around is a pretty good way of, uh, you know, messing up the game a little bit and uh, reshuffling the cards. So uh, that's, that's my way of doing it. No, you do a good job of that. So, you know, you're using your difference to make a difference by being a nomad and constantly creating platforms for people that move to feel connected. Uh, I love it. You know, I, you know Eli, this is going to come out very, very soon. I'm going to make sure of that, Eli. Don't worry. <laughs> That's an inside joke for those listed. But um, I want to thank you for coming on the show. This has, been, uh, this, has been, this has been truly an education of many sorts. And I can't wait to see more of your work. And, and maybe you educating us on the good and the bad of other types of um, travel experiences. Through your blog. Excellent. Time. It was a real pleasure and thanks for thanks for inviting me. All right. Pleasure's mine. Ladies and gentlemen, till next time. Use your difference. Make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.